Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What is it, everybody? Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, where wrestling meets reality. This episode is going to be my WrestleMania weekend review, where I talk about WWE NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35. It's going to be a long one, guys. Let's get into it. Let's get started. So, WWE NXT TakeOver New York was a very good show. WrestleMania was very, very good as well. It was a great weekend. A lot of great stuff happened. And also, some not good stuff happened. I'll talk about that. It's mostly WrestleMania. Shocker. But, both TakeOver and WrestleMania 35 were good shows overall. Great shows, even. And, starting with TakeOver New York, the first match that happened was for the Tag Team Championships match, the War Raiders versus Ricochet and Aleister Black. I did not watch this match because I was out um, doing something. I didn't get a chance to get home. I missed the first two matches, but I saw some highlights of both of this match and the North American Championship match. And it was like, you missed the best matches. There were some good matches. I went back and watched the highlights. Great matches. But the tag team match was you had the War Raiders defeat Black and Ricochet after they caught Ricochet with that finisher. And the match is about 20, 25 minutes long. It's a good long match. And it was very high flying, fast paced. It's a very good match. And. All the guys I was talking to, I go into the Xbox Live party, and we talked during the um, wrestling events like this, and everybody was praising this match, saying it was the best match of the night and all that, so I just took them for the word, and it was a good match. And they said the same about the North American Championship match, where you had um, the Road Team Dream champion versus Matt Riddle, where the Road Team Dream gave Matt Riddle his first ever clean loss, and... They said Matt Real was in control for most of this match. Velveteen Dream came back in spurts and all that, and um, Velveteen Dream caught Matt Riddle, shockingly, and beat him. Listen, this match was very good. And again, I watched the highlights of this match, too. It was very, very physical. Matt Riddle's is a beast. And he could be the next Brock Lesnar, honestly. He could be the next Brock Lesnar. And they said this match was good. I caught the tail end of it, the way Velveteen Dream won. Um, good match. Just glad to see Dream still champion. And I'm curious to see where does Riddle go from here now that he's officially lost a match. So we'll see about that. If you get any crunches in the video, it's my water bottle. Sorry about that. But cause this is a long video, so I'll grab some water because I'm going to be a while. Um, and that match was very good. The next match is one I came back to, and I'm so glad I did, was Pete Dunne and Walter, known as Walter, versus, uh, yeah, Pete Dunne versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship. There we go. This match was insane. It was a very good match. It was the most hard-hitting match I've seen in a few years. Uh, Walter is just so intense. He's such a big guy, and his chops can be heard. 
around the world, all that type of thing. And Pete Dunne, being the smaller guy, he was very well, he was TJ good in this match. Um, he utilized his speed and his ability to take body parts and manipulate them how he wants them. He targeted um, Walter's fingers, he split them, he broke them, he did everything he could. And he fought very, very hard. And he was like 464 um, days, I think. I can't remember how long it was. But he's had that title for about two years. And Walter won with um, top rope powerbomb and a splash off the top rope. So Walter won, and he's the, he's the new UK champion. Ending Pete Dunne's over two-year reign. This is crazy. To see that end, it was very surreal. And this match was is incredible, very incredible. And throwing the party said that this is gonna set the bar, take over as a whole, but set the bar for WrestleMania. And boy, were they right! Now getting WrestleMania, like I said, in the next segment. So the next match is for, was the kind of the worst match of this takeover, which is that's how it is. Sadly, it's for the NXT Women's Championship. It's champion Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair versus uh, Carrie Sane and Io Shirai for the championship. And this match, it was it was a good match, but after what they just saw with Pete and Walter, the fans were tired, and it just, it was not the best match. It was a good match to cool down with, but um, it was kind of, it was, it was interesting, and towards the end of the match, it was nasty. Um, the finish of the match actually came when um, Shannon Baszler tapped out to Bianca Belair again. And during the struggle, apparently her earring came out, and her ear was bleeding bad. And everybody was like, why would you wear an earring to a wrestling match? So that's on her for that. But both of the um, pirate queens, or other called Sky Pirates, I can't remember the name, Io Shirai and Carrie Singh were incredible. I forget how great they are. They were very good. Carrie Singh especially is one of my favorites. And it's too deep, but she's so fast and agile and quick, and she's... Her gimmick's weird, but once she gets in the ring, she's good to go. One of the best. So, that match was good. It was intense and good, but Bianca Belair lost again. And it got me wondering, are they going to continue her I'm undefeated gimmick now? Because she's clearly been beat twice in a row. Um, so, I don't know if they're going to change her gimmick or make her go just crazy. He turn heel. I don't know what. But the match was good. Bianca Belair tapped to Shayna. It was rumored Shayna's coming to the main roster. Will she come and roll? Maybe. There's rumor Ronda Rousey's leaving, so if she does, we'll see if uh, Shayna comes up or not. I had a thought. Well, Shayna's good. I think Sonya Deville could be a good Ronda Rousey replacement because she's very good in the ring. She's very, um, she's got the, like the MMA boxer um, type, and she can just go and she can go. Very good. I like her stuff. So I think Sonya will be a good addition in that um, scheme of things as well. And the main event for the NXT TakeOver New York was a 2 out 3 falls match. John Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, for the vacant NXT Championship after his monster chamber got injured, sadly. And this match was incredible. And I agree with a lot of people that said that it should have been a one-fall match. Because two out, the two out of three falls stipulation hindered this match greatly. Because the first two falls, no one cared about. Because in two out of three falls matches, typically, um, you have one fall each and they fight it out for the last. So that was typical. So everybody was just waiting for the final fall. But there was one match, I can't remember who it was against, where the Usos did a clean sweep and did um, 2-0. So that's the only exception I can think of. 
But this is typical. Amco got the first fall. John Hadron got the second. And the third fall was amazing. If they just done it this way with one fall, I'd have been very happy. But the two out of three fall stipulation kind of um, made the match um, not the best. It could have been better with this one fall. But the third fall is where I picked up immensely because John Gargano is full babyface again, obviously, and he would not die. He had resiliency like none other. I've never seen anyone with that much resiliency. It's Daniel Bryan all over again type of story. But he would not die. Um, they had shenanigans from Unspeed Air, where um, the ref got knocked down, and they came out, did a tag team finishing on um, Gargano, um, and Amco pinned him, he kicked out, and then Johnny took out all the Unspeed Air by himself with a wicked uh, spinning DDT on, I think it was Bobby Fish, kicking Kyle Riley or Vice Bus, I'm not sure, but he spun around DDT and one guy kicking another guy in the face at the same time, it was crazy. But Johnny took down the Unspeed by himself by himself. Am Cole tried to get the cheap shot, cheap win. Did not. Tapped out to the Gargano escape. Johnny Gargano is your new NXT champion. That was such a great match. It was a good moment. And the ending was Tommaso Ciampa came out with him and his wife as Johnny and Candice LeRae and hugged them both. Very touching moment. And I, I was wondering if I was saying, like, like why, why are they breaking the, the feud up? And I was like, he's gonna be out for a while. I forgot the way his surgery went. He's gonna be out for at least a year. So they're probably just done with the storyline for this time being, or uh, permanently. So they're just saying, Tomas was happy for Johnny, sincerely, and all that stuff. So it was a good moment to see a good way to end the takeover. It was cool. Takeover as a whole was amazing. I just loved. Um, all the matches were very good. All the matches I saw were good. The highlights for the first two I missed were good. Just the overall. I give it an A minus show. It was the only hindrances was the two out three fall stipulation and the women's match kind of did fall. It was it was good but not great. So I do give it like an A minus. So join me in the next segment as I talk about the WrestleMania 35. Grab some water, grab popcorn. This will be a long segment, guys. See you in the next segment. <music> Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. I'm hoping you're having an awesome time so far. Talking about TakeOver New York. Now we can get, get in the second gear and talk about WWE WrestleMania 35. Such a long pay-per-view. Oh my goodness. I'll get to that after I review it and give you my review of the show as a whole. But this will be a long segment because there was about 16 matches. It started here at 7 p.m. in the uh, Eastern Standard Time, and it was done at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that is about seven hours, uh, six to seven hours. It, it was just crazy long, and that played a big role into this show. And I'll get into that when I get to those individual matches, and just I'll probably touch on that in the um, kind of talk about what I thought segment. Which, so... Yeah, so the time frame for this was crazy, and not in a good way. It was, it reminded, before I get into the review, I should talk about it now, it reminded me of Raw. Raw was three hours, and typically the first and second hour are good, the third one's not good at all, and some people start to go to sleep, lose interest, viewership drops, and all that. With WrestleMania 35, the um, first three hours were, were great. 
very good matches, but the fourth through the end of the show fell flat fast. So imagine Raw doubled or even tripled. That's how long the pay-per-view was, and not in a good way. But the first match, again, I didn't watch the pre-show. I never watched the pre-shows on pay-per-views. I mean, either at church or busy, and honestly, those ones just didn't care. But you had the WWE Cruiserweight Championship match, which I'm sad to see on the kickoff show again. I really hated that because the Cruiserweight division, like I said in my predictions, kills it on pay-per-views and in general. And seeing it on the pre-show is just disrespectful and sad to see. But you had Buddy Murphy, the champion, versus Tony Nese. Now, I don't know the storyline, like I said in the um, predictions, who's face, who's hair, whatever. But uh, Tony Nese won. That's cool to see. And I'm curious to see where does Bone Murphy go from here. Because I wondered about this the other day with this new era from the McMahon family. Does this apply to 205 Live since it's, since, it, since it's its own brand? I'm not sure. But if Bone Murphy does not get a rematch from this, I hope they call him up on the main roster. On the main roster. And have him part of Raw or SmackDown. And based on how things are going, Bone Murphy would kill it on SmackDown. I've said this in the past as well, and I said this last night, people agree with me in the Xbox party, is that they're making, they're building SmackDown Live up for Fox, when they go to Fox Network. I think I made a video just on this a few weeks ago, but I feel if they're doing this, if they're making SmackDown Live looking very good for Fox when they debut on Fox in a few months, actually, in October, that Buddy Murphy would kill it. Him versus AJ Styles, him versus Kofi Kingston, Mustafa Ali, which they've had matches before, so you know how they can go. Buddy Murphy would kill it on SmackDown Live. But Tony Nese here defeated Buddy. He's a new champion. I'm um, curious to see where, where it goes from here. I might watch Stuff Out Live to see where it goes. We'll see. But I heard it was a very good match. So, But that's that match. The next one was that Carmella won the Women's uh, Battle Royal. By eliminating Sarah Logan. And I was watching some of the WrestleTalk's live stream for this. And they were super behind Sarah Logan. I don't know what she did in the match. But they were super behind Sarah Logan for some reason. And Carmella came in and snuck in and won. She hid from most of the match apparently. And she came in eliminating Sarah Logan. So I know this is going to be a push for Sarah Logan. If people's over as much as they were. It might have just been, it have just been Luke, Ollie, and Lori over. I don't know. But... Carmella won that, so that's cool to see. Next was the Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder for the Raw Tag Team Championship. And Hawkins and Ryder won. Ending Kurt Hawkins near over two year losing streak. So he's now like 268 and 1. Excuse me. He's, uh, he's, yeah, that's right. I think, I don't know. It might be backwards, but he's won one match and lost about over 200, so. But they won this match. It's, it's cool to see that Kurt Hawkins' streak has ended. But it feels like they sacrificed the Raw Tag Team Championships for this. Because how... I don't take them as a credible team, though they've teamed before and were a very good tag team with, with the Edgeheads, with Edge years ago and all that. They're not a credible tag team. Because I've gotten behind Zack Ryder before. And every time you get behind Zack Ryder, every time he wins a title, he gets... Um, beaten immediately. One of that, I'm calling it tonight, as others recorded to all after Mania tonight. I call that Zach and Kurt Hawkins will lose the titles to a debuting NXT team. And I'm going to go ahead and just speculate that team's going to be the Undisputed Era. So that's my prediction. Hawkins and Ryder will lose tonight, lose their titles a day later to the Undisputed Era. So that'd be awesome to see. So that's my prediction. 
but Hawkins and Ryder won here in the streak, cool to see. Braun Strowman won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by eliminating Colin Jost from the SNL. Let that sink in. Braun Strowman beat a Saturday Night Live um, actor to win the Battle Royal. Braun Strowman has failed so far, and it's sad to see he's one of the WWE's acts that got over, way over, and his momentum died. They, he, they killed it. I don't know if they won him over, or if he got too over for someone's liking or what, but he, this is a sign, this is the end of the times of Braun Strowman, him winning this, because no Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner has gotten anything significantly close to a push, a relevancy, or whatever since that, since winning the Battle Royal. And I feel, I feel Bronze will be the same, and I just don't look forward to it. It's cool that he won. I guess he can say he won it, but I know, I don't care. And I hate to say that about Bronze Strong, but I don't care what happens from here on out, so don't care. Now, the main card, here we go. The first match of the night, we'll probably get to that. Alexa Bliss opened the show announcing Hulk Hogan has returned to WWE officially, maybe. I don't know. But he came out and did the poses she did with him. It was cool to see. Kind of weird, kind of corny, but it was cool. And then Paul Henry walked out. Very angry. He's like, this match, Brock's not going to wait around to be the main event if he's not. And this, and the other. And he's like, the match is happening now. So out came Brock Lesnar with Pyro. It was cool to see. Old school Brock Lesnar with Pyro. Out came Seth Rollins with his cool burn down looking thing. It was cool to see. Coincidence. And the match... Never got away really because um, Brock Lesnar tried to kill Seth Rollins. It was um, suplexes, belly belly, throwing him in anything they had that was standing, beating him to a pulp. Got in the ring, referee got knocked out or something. Yeah, he got knocked out. And Seth went low, low blow. Which I like the continuity here in the story because Finn Balor did it at the when he fought him at. The last time Lesnar wrestled, I can't the pay-per-view name, and almost beat him. So Seth capitalizing on that, he noticed, like, okay, that's the weakest. So he low-blowed him, hit three curb stomps back-to-back-to-back, and Seth Rollins is your new Universal Champion. I am so happy about this. People hated the way this went, but I like it. People's match with Seth low-blow, being a good guy and all that. And that's just a part of life. Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty in order to get to get to a certain level. That's just how life is. And Seth, Seth kind of tied the into his character. He's like, I gotta do whatever I gotta do to beat this beast. I gotta slay the beast. So he slayed the beast by uppercutting him in the groin. And three cuts on slaying him, he's your champion. That, I'm so excited for that because I've said it numerous times over the last few months with Brock Lesnar being you as a champion. That title has been destroyed. Its credibility has been destroyed. It's just not been good. None of the champions also have been that good. I'm sad. It's sad to say. And I feel Seth Rollins will be the best Universal Champion for some time. For the, for the this reign will be great. And I got a feeling he's going to be bringing back the Universal Open Challenge. I don't know if they're going to name it that, but it's a cool name. The Universal Open Challenge. So anybody can come. He's going to do like he did with the IC title. Like John Cena did, like John Cena did for the US title. John Cena did the Open Challenges every week. Made that title amazing. Um, Seth did for the Aussie title, made that title amazing. I feel like if he does this for Universal Championship, 
for the next few months until his maybe next major feud at SummerSlam. I feel like he will make this title credible again. It'd be great to see. It'd be just, it's going to see this title on a weekly basis because you rarely see it. You see when Brock comes and leaves and then comes again. You never see the title. You, it feels like the major, the minor title of the brain, and when it's the major one, the top tier title is supposed to be. But now that Seth has won it, you shall see it on a weekly basis. I'm so excited for that. I'm just super thrilled. If you can tell by my excitement, I'm sorry if I got looked fast talking, but I was super thrilled thinking about that again. So that's that's the opening match for the main card. Next was. The tag team Fatal Four Way. I can't remember if this is if this is in the right order or not, but I'm gonna go down the list as it's on WWE.com and just go from there. Oh, I missed the match. It's in the right order anyway. Sorry, but the next match was actually AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, and this match was very good as well. Like I said, opening this segment is like that's amazing. It was good for the first three hours, and then the rest it just got after that. But this was in the first half, so it's cool. Um, AJ and Randy, very good technical match, very fast match. Randy was on fire here. He wrestled so well. You can tell when he's invested in the storyline or a match because he sails well, he does well. Randy carries his own weight as far as how he wants to perform. And here he performed very good. He was uh, methodical, maniacal. He just did what he could to win type of thing. He didn't cheat anything, but he was just vicious. And they recreated the spot they did a while back where he went for that for the phenomenal form, AJ did, and Orton went for the RKO. Missed, laying on his back because AJ psyched him out, and then AJ did a 450 splash. It was cool that they recreated that. Some very good spots. A lot of RKOs are trying to be done out of nowhere. He hit one very good one. The ending came, and he went for the phenomenal form again. Randy went for the RKO, but Styles caught himself on the top rope. Jumped and uh, snagged Orton on the ropes to make him dizzy. Forearm, found a forearm for the win. AJ won. It's cool to see. Um, like I said, in the predictions, if he wins, I feel like he'll be going to wrestle, uh, excuse me, to Raw tonight, maybe, maybe next week, probably tonight, since it's a lot of momentum going to Raw tonight. And he'll probably be Seth Rollins' um, challenger for the title of the, ne- the next pay-per-view. Maybe open challenge, and here he comes. That'd be awesome to see. And so, that's that. Good, very good match. Next match was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Had the Usos versus The Bar, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Alistair Black and Ricochet. This match was insane. And I still think this is one of the matches of the night, if not the match of the night. And this match was crazy. It was fast-paced from bell to bell. And the uh, Usos um, defeated, won the match because in the match came everybody hit their finisher in sequence. It was crazy. One finisher, one finisher, one finisher. It was like bullets. Boom, boom, boom. Finisher, finisher, finisher. And um, Usos capitalized on all that chaos. Hit a super kick, double super kick, and double splash for the win on the bar. So I think it was the bar. So that was cool to see. Very awesome match. Usos retain. And I'm very excited to see where do they go from here. Because they beat literally the four best teams on the on probably the four only teams even on the brand. So I don't know if they can go I don't know where they can go from here. But I'm curious to see. Very curious. 
the next match was a Falls Count Anywhere match. It was Shane McMahon versus The Miz. And I, know, I didn't think this match would be this good, but holy moly, this match was insane. I mean, it was crazy. And you had The Miz's dad try to um, come to Miz's safety, his defense, and fight Shane. Shane destroyed him. And made Miz um, getting raised and just beat up Shane for the majority of the match. Shane was taking fucking this. Shane McMahon is doing a lot of credit. He took some crazy bumps. Fell off, uh, I think it was a bleacher on the concrete. And it was very crazy. And the end of the match came where both men got on top of a scaffold, whatever it's called. And a camera on the cameraman and a camera. It was a high angle, about 15, 20 feet in the air. Um, platform, and the Miz suplexed Shane off of that about 15, 20 feet below. And someone in the party was like, oh, that's just a suplex. Yeah, it's a suplex, but 15 to 20 feet in the air, if you drop somebody on their back, it's going to hurt like crazy. And Shane may have won the match because when they fail, Shane had his arm draped over the Miz. One, two, three. Shane McMahon barely escaped with the win. And I like how they did this because this is this is gonna boost Shane's best in the world ego even more. And he's gonna be just going. He's gonna be boasting like crazy on SmackDown Live tomorrow night. You know he's the best. He beat the Miz at his own game. Is any other? It's gonna be great to continue his heel character. I'm curious to see where does the Miz being a face go from here. But I feel this is gonna pay off for another in another match at SummerSlam maybe. I'm not sure. I got a feeling that this is going to work into Miz getting into the money to make match and winning, possibly. That he's going to be fighting the odds of Hill Shane trying to keep the Miz down after this. I don't know. Very curious to see. And here, this is where the cards start to decline to me. The next match was for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship for a four-way match. It was the Iconics versus the Boston Hub Connection versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Tamina and Nia Jax. And the Iconics of Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay won. They are your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And people are like, that's, that's disrespecting the belts and all that. I don't know about that. I like the Iconics. They're cool. They're annoying. It's all get out. But you can, I figured that's uh, that's our job. And then when he would make them even more annoying and make them more hated or whatever, it was cool to see. I've always liked Peyton Royce. She's a very good performer. And Billy Kay has been okay. But it's cool to see that they won this. It was very non, not expected. I expected uh, Banks and ha Bailey to retain. But no, they didn't. They lost. I think this was their second defense. So it's interesting to see that. So we'll see. Well, this goes from here, but Boss and Bailey have um, lost. And before I get fo going forward, I'm curious to see if the no more rematch clause stipulation that the McMahon said a while back sticks. Because if they go back and have all the losers, whoever lost titles, get rematches, then that's going to kill that immediately. And I'll be all over that if that's the case. So you know how I am. Um, but, so that happened, and then this was the highlight of the whole night to me. The WWE Championship match, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. What a match. Again, this was just insane. <laughs> um, it was very well told, well played out. Daniel Bryan was proving that he tried to be 
the new Daniel Bryan rather, but spoilers, I stab ahead of Kofi every time he turned around. Daniel Bryan is such a great wrestler, such a great uh, heel. I'm so glad he's back. I'm okay with the heel on face. Daniel Bryan's always been one of my favorites. And it's cool to see him back, especially like this as a heel. Because he can actually slow his pace down. He can be methodical. And that's how he was. He picked Kofi apart. It was crazy. And in the end, Kofi won with a trouble in paradise for the win. It was, Rowan tried to help and screw Kofi, but the New Day, um, Woods and Xavier helped take out Rowan, and Brian ended up getting caught with a Tron Paradise, and Kofi Kingston is your new WWE Championship, uh, and he is the official, he's officially the full black, first full black WWE Champion, so he has that accomplishment in his, uh, under his belt, and that's cool to see, Kofi deserved it, um, so he's etched in history there. Very cool to see. He's also now the, the latest Grand Slam champion, amongst other. Um, is a list on WrestleTalk, excuse me, WrestleZone.com of his accomplishments, like what this meant to, for him. He's one of the uh, oldest um, to win a title for the first time and all that. So a lot of accolades come in Kobe's way. It's cool to see him as a champion. He deserves it. Everybody in the Xbox party was hype. The crowd on TV were very explosive, excited. It was just cool to see. It's cool, and it's, it's great to see. Next, this is where it started to fall downhill quick. I'm looking at the card as I'm talking. This is where the, the pay-per-view died. They could have ended here, Kofi Kingston winning, and that, that would have been, I would have been mad. But they didn't, because they had four, one, two, three, four, five, six more matches. Woo, one, two, yeah, six more matches. That's crazy. I'm almost 20 minutes in. That's crazy. But here next, you had Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Joe beat Rey Mysterio about a minute. But choking him out. That was that. Nothing to say. I'm curious, though, to see if Samoa Joe be, be drafted in the Superstar Shakeup. I heard they're going to draft the U.S. and IC champions to swap brands. And I think, I don't know if the draft is, I think the draft is next week. I'm not sure. Although, Superstar, Superstar Shakeup, whatever it's called. I'm not sure when that is. I might have missed it. But Samojo tapped out Mysterio quick. Fell asleep. Next, and the match that no one cared about, honestly. Because after the Kofi match, people were so excited. It was so hype that they were, everybody was tired, too. You were, like, going on four hours in. And people were just exhausted. Because, like I said, being the pay-per-view being so long, uh, it was just tiring. Just so long. It was so unneeded, too. But that's why they chose. But next, you had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. It was a hard-hitting match. It was a cool match. Very hard-hitting back and forth. Um, Roman, Roman won with a Superman punch and spear combo after about 10 minutes. I didn't care this match. I, really, I wasn't ever excited for this match because I, I, just, I just wasn't. I, I never got invested in the storyline. I'm glad Roman's back from cancer, and I'm glad to see him back. It's awesome to see. I just don't. I just didn't care. I don't know why, I just, I just didn't. I was tired from the previous um, matches, and if this was late in the night, I'd been cool to see. I'd been hype, but they chose to put this this late into the pay-per-view. I don't know why they did that, but that was that. Next, and this is this will be the worst match of the card. I can't believe I'm saying that. No holds barred, Triple H versus Batista. If Triple H loses, he is retired. This match was absolutely garbage. Batista came out first, and he failed. 
face planted in the ring. He was coming up the stairs and he kind of lost his footing, but he didn't fall. He was tagging. And then he got, when he got in the ring, his foot got caught in the ropes and he fell flat on his face. Flat on his face. And people just died. And, oh my gosh. People were like, is he drunk? He was very staggering. I don't know if he was drunk or just nervous to be back at WrestleMania. I don't know what, but he fell face first in that ring. Then he went back, he did his pose in the corner, and he went out and did it all again. And we're assuming he did that so he wouldn't, so it could be like on the WrestleMania DVD, like previews or highlights or whatever. Him not falling on the face, him getting the ring like he's supposed to. Triple H come out next. Triple H was looking small as all get out, and Bobby was talking about that in the party too. He is small. His legs were so small. He is he was still built, but he was very very small. It was crazy how small he was. This match was it was gruesome. It was nasty. As like Triple H was trying to kill some uh, Batista, he kept trying. He ripped his nose ring out supposedly, and um, he was just beat him up one side and the other. Batista was was just as vicious. It was, it, the match was vicious. It was, just, it was just bad. It was very slow. Batista, he, I think at one point he yawned. Uh, visibly yawned. He was exhausted. He was gassed. And you could see it. Batista was not him. Was not himself. He's, he, so, um, the finish came when Triple H, well, Batista got a sledgehammer. Out came Ric Flair to give Triple H a sledgehammer. Triple H did a Superman punch, basically, with the sledgehammer. Pedigree wins. So Triple H won and keeps his keeps his career intact. And it was announced today that Batista officially retires from wrestling after that match. He announced it officially. I appreciate Batista for all he's done. His career was great. I used to, growing up he was one of my favorites. He was always so energetic and powerful and larger than life. It was cool to see him then. But based on last night, I'm glad he's done. He's a great actor. He has a great career and they have to stick to that buddy. The next match is Kurt Angle's farewell match. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. The match that I talked about so bad for like 15 minutes last week. Saying that they're not going to do this. No way, no way, no way. And uh, I came up with this before the Triple H match or before this match. Elias came out. Very, very cool. Um, he came, he was playing the drums and they showed him playing um, the key, the piano. To, it was it was shot together in a very cool way. Then he was in the ring playing the guitar, and he was in interacting with himself on the screen. It was very, very cool. It was a cool, cool to see. He played the piano very well. He plays a very, very talented musician. Um, I'm surprised. And then he was about to sing. Out came John Cena, the Doctor of Thugonomics. That was the highlight of this, of this second half to me was that. And seeing him come out like that. He came out in his Dr. Thug and I was gear. He was in full character. He didn't crack no smiles. Nothing. It was great to see him do this. I think he enjoyed it a lot. And he initially buried Elias. Literally, he said the words, I'm about to bury you because I have a golden shovel. It was crazy. So I would go back and watch that if I was you listening. That was very fun and cool to see. Now, the next match was not cool to see, but Corbin versus Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's retirement match. The match that I thought that John Cena would, would interfere in, or Sheldon Benjamin would interfere in, or anyone but Baron Corbin. But no, Baron Corbin stayed and he won. He beat Baron, uh, Kurt Angle with a in the days. Kurt was, was good in this match. In the past few um, weeks, like I said, he was—he seemed like he was out of it, gassed himself. He was getting tired easily, and seemed like he was stiff as a boy, couldn't move. 
Probably his all his neck issues catching up with him and stuff. But in this match, he was very, very good. And someone said in the party that maybe they gave him some some stuff to keep him like some pain meds so he wouldn't feel pain or whatever's going on with him, make him loose a little bit. But he was good in this match. And he lost sadly. I thought it was kind of sad that he was actually very good in this match and lost. But he thanked the fans and they played him out to the You Suck Chance. It was a cool uh, ending, but I wish this wasn't the farewell match. So hopefully something comes up where he doesn't, like, I'm not going anywhere, and doesn't. So, but if this is his last match, the farewell was cool. So the next match is was for the Inter Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus the Demon Finn Balor. The match, again, I criticized heavily because of how Finn did not bring the Demon out to um, face Brock and lost. But here he brought the demon, which is Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush, and he won. He took a little bit of a beat, I was surprised, and Bobby held his own, but he ended up beating Bobby the coup de grace. And I joked um, last night, and I'm, uh, I believe it now that I'm looking at it, I got a feeling bit, uh, Finn the man's going to lose the title tonight on Raw. With that, I feel he's going to bring the demon back full time. Because, which again, I'm not fond of either, but because it was a cool special trash until they screwed it up against Brock Lesnar. But I got a feeling Finn the man is going to lose the title tonight on Raw. I guess another either debuting NXT star, which would be cool, or someone else. But I got a feeling this is this is going to kind of be burying Finn the man, only that Finn the demon can do anything um, impactful. But I got a feeling Finn's going to lose the title tonight. That's just my prediction. But the match was okay. Finn won. That's the end of that. The main event for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. You had Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Ronda Rousey, the Raw Women's Champion. And you had Becky Lynch, the man. <laughs> and Charlotte Flair came out first. She came out in the helicopter for the stadium and all that. That was cool to see. And then well, Ronda came out first, actually, I believe. Yeah, and then she came out loud to her, um, to her, the band sings a song, I can't remember my name, Jeannie something, sorry, I can't remember my names, um, they played her music live, she came out all happy, and then she got serious quick, and so I came out, and she got off the airplane, or helicopter, I mean, and then Becky Lynch came out to the generic entrance with smoke, I think they hyped it up a little bit for her, being that she's so old, and the man, I was very underwhelmed with her entrance, sadly. The match was not good. It, it, being the main, being the first that was women women's main event. There was a lot of hype around it, obviously, and a lot of people like excited for it because being the first that was women's main event. The match was was okay. It was sloppy to me. It wasn't good to me. And being Becky and Charlotte had faced numerous times, it was sloppy for them even too. A lot of botches. Ronda Rousey almost hurt herself. She got powerbombed out of the ring. She had her tailbone on the ring apron. Her leg was very bruised and nasty looking. I think she had a cut. Charlotte had a cut on her elbow and her leg. It was very botchy. Very clumsy. I wasn't a fan of it. Now, being the first ever, ever women's ring event, it's in that in the history books for that. But it was not a good match at all. The match ended with what people say is a botch. I think it's not a bot, and they did it just intentionally so they could have something to talk about the match. Because it wasn't a good match, like I said. And they had Becky um, counter, I think it was Ronda's um, arm bar, rolled her up. Um, it seemed like they, she rolled over to a crucifix type thing. 
Ronda's shoulders on the ground, one, two, three, and Becky's now your double champion. Well, there's a bar tonight. I knew Becky would win. I'm glad to see her won, that she won. And I hope that this goes to somewhere better because Becky, Becky would be good in the role as double champion. And I feel like it should be the Stone Cold champion type of thing. But I'm curious to see what they do about the titles. And they can unify them. And she can be defending both like twice a pay-per-view, which would be cool to see. Since she's a man, she can prove that way by defending the titles twice, back-to-back maybe. I don't know. Cool to see. But this is my review of both WWE NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35. Tell me what you thought about both shows. And yeah, WrestleMania was super long, super tiring. Uh, three out of six hours were good, and that's not good as far as the time lapse goes. So I'm hoping that WWE will realize that shorter the better. Two hour Raw, two hour SmackDown, maybe three hour pay-per-views, including WrestleMania especially. You don't have to have all this time. You can create everything two hours on it, because usually by the third hour, you're trying to piece things together to make, just make time fly by. So... Please shorten the time. That's my only plea as I end this. The time last night was just terrible. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. For the last time, reality, I'll talk to you guys in the next one.